0: You have to treat your customer like God. That means you can't go and argue with them. You cannot go and say, no, no, you screwed it up. You know, this is why it doesn't work.
1: And welcome to My Company Story. I'm your host, Don Burge. My Company Story is a podcast where I get to interview some of the most interesting business owners and CEOs about the challenges that they've faced and how they've overcome them. Enjoy the show. Hi, I'm here today with Dr. Mohan Ananda. Mohan is the Executive Chairman of Second Opinion Expert, and that's a healthcare technology company that facilitating telemedicine health services to patients anywhere in the world. Mohan, welcome to My Company Story.
0: Thank you very much. I'm you know, humbled by this.
1: I'm humbled to be in your presence because I have to tell the audience that before Mohan's, uh, this venture that he's in right now with Second Opinion Expert, He was the founding chairman, CEO and president of Stamps.com, which he started back in 1996, I believe. Is that correct? That is correct, yes. And you started that company, which has grown. It's on NASDAQ now. It's one of the world leaders. It's the post office on your computer. I've I've heard of Stamps.com my entire working career. It's a wonderful organization. Congratulations for starting that. Are you currently on the board of directors?
0: Yes, uh, thank you very much. I'm really proud of that, you know, a very humble beginning, but you know, we have now operation throughout the world.
1: So you certainly do. So tell us, Mohan, that's a, uh, you went to Caltech, I believe, and studied as an engineer?
0: Correct. Then I went to UCLA to do get my PhD in astrophysics.
1: Oh, fantastic. So you quite credentials. And then how do you come up with this idea of stamps.com? Was that an engineering problem that you solved? Or tell us a little bit about the beginning of that?
0: Okay. I actually my background is I was working for JPL, which is a NASA center. I was doing mostly very scientific stuff in the interplanetary, you know, missions, things of that type. But I've been always uh, a technology. The physics is my real interest. But then subsequently afterwards, I was kind of recruited by another company called Aerospace Corporation, uh, which was at the time just beginning to do a global positioning system. They are the think tank for the United States Air Force. And I they brought me there, and I was given the responsibility of then what is called the GPS architect and survivability of GPS, which means every weapon system will use gps and if gps is not survivable the weapon system is not survivable
1: right gps <laughs> so, is critical to the military and to our everyday life right now,
0: now that is now, very recent that's I'm right about-
1: so you took that experience working with jpl and then working for aerospace and working developing the gps system and then how did you make the leap into the entrepreneur world of stamps.com and where you've gone after that
0: yes i left uh, there because i thought i reached a uh, during that time I went to law school and got my law degree and uh, set up a small practice, primarily in the startup or technology space. And I have my own, because of my background, I would apply for many patents and I have quite a few patents. And one of the early, this is before the real internet i'm talking about 1996 in 96 time frame i actually i started the technology in 92 or 93 but i got my patent in 96 in the earliest of one of the earliest patents in the space of e-commerce that is the beginning of stamps concept it's a very secure communication between a, a user and a provider that's the, in fact, if you somebody go and do research, that patent is referred by almost everything since happened in the e-commerce world. E-commerce world is the largest now. Like a foundational type of patent I had, and I, this is issued in 96, and that's how we formed this company, Stamps.com at the time, with that technology behind
1: That's fantastic. Because, you know,
0: Stamps is really printing money, and in order to print money, it has to be secure. Yeah. just to make sure. So that is the starting point. And, and obviously, we went to USPS. They were not very supportive of new technology because they're very you know, conservative. But some or other, they recognized the value and they said, it sounds interesting.
1: That's fantastic. And so you ran stamps.com for a while and, and are currently on the board. And then did you leave them then to start a venture capital firm then? And then InvestNet, which is also traded on the... Uh, on Nasdaq, is that tell us a little bit about what happened after your success with Stamps.com? You took that success and then started uh, doing other ventures, then correct? Correct. So
0: the way I did is when I obviously, you know, when you have some success, people approach you, and a lot of friends. I have a big network. So one gentleman called and said, "I have this idea." This is around 2000. I called and said, "Look, I I'm thinking of." you know, developing a platform for financial services space. So I kind of looked at it. It's intriguing because at the time, the financial services areas are really dominated by big players and there is no real digital technology for an average uh, advisor, financial advisor can use it. So we came up with a kind of a put a team together. Again, that's most important. And they started the concept of developing an end to platform meaning somebody comes in to the advisor and say, I want to invest this money. And you have to go to a custodial bank, deposit that, then come up with asset allocation analysis and you know, invest them, generate reports, and you have to have a tax information. I mean, everything has to be done in a single platform. And we came up with that platform and that became a uh, very successful and now obviously it's in the name and that
1: and that's Investnet. is that what that platform that's is today Invest. that's Investnet. Correct. is that something similar to e-trade and those online trading platforms is it similar to that and,
0: uh, that is really not really e-trade is more uh, individual you uh, me can go and trade on it this platform is uh, or Investnet platform for advisors. Oh, you know, it's for okay, 40, it's 000, for
1: advisors uh, to go in and trade, and, not for you and need to trade.
0: You know, because it's a, that's more complicated. That's a, E-Trade is a, it's an interesting, but that's more like individuals doing it. This is a real, it's a B2B type of platform. It's I a yeah, enterprise, I mean, I wouldn't call it enterprise, big enterprise can use it, but even a small, you know, advisory shops.
1: I see. So you developed, so first off, it was GPS systems, then it was (laughs) stamps.com, and then it was now this uh, investment, so investment advisors can trade more efficiently. And now tell us what second opinion expert is. This is a fascinating area that you're into right now today.
0: Correct. Second opinion expert is basically a telemedicine platform. It's also, I have a patent on it. I would say one of the earliest uh, telemedicine platform patents. I mean, I mean, of course, now telemedicine is becoming a very, very interesting area. So there are a lot of uh, people, you know, rightfully participating in it. What we have done, I mean, I'm going to make a prediction. Uh, what, what is to, your prediction? I'd like to, to hear your to prediction. To, What's I mean, that? I've done this prediction many, many years ago uh, about GPS. I said, this is before iPhone or any phone. I said, everybody is going to have a GPS in their hand.
1: It looked that Well, yeah, Steve Jobs helped you with that prediction come true. That's, exactly. <laughs> yeah. exactly. But you're yeah. right. That happened. And uh, and Staps.com, look where e-commerce, look where that's gone. So what is your prediction that's now with the telemedicine the, then?
0: I think the whole, you see, my va- family is full of physicians. I have a lot of physicians. My wife is a physician. My son is a physician. My brothers are a physician. My sister is a physician. So everybody, I know quite a bit of physicians, but I'm telling them that Requirement of this, you know, patients going to a physician's office and waiting there, seeing the patient and or the physician seeing the patient and going through the process is going to be gone.
1: Yeah, I think I see what you're it saying. I mean, we're we're going to be doing yeah. telemedicine. Now. I mean, I'm I'm seeing my doctor now for the first time because of COVID over a telemedicine platform that, right now that is and what you're is saying that's that going measure. to be the standard not not a, that's not going to be unusual that's going to be the norm is what you're saying
0: Exactly that means all the medical offices will go away because they can all work from home or wherever they are because it's all going to be you know like the, uh, we are talking right now but you can examine of course, there are exceptions to everything. Like if you have to get a, a test done, you have to go to a, a medical, like a diagnostic laboratory, or you have to get a blood test done, you have to go to a, a lab again, or you have to get a procedure done to go to the hospital or outpatient places. Those are exceptions. Of course. But yeah. any other uh, communication with the physician, you know, prior to this, or a few years back, ninety-nine percent of physician-patient meeting is in the in their office. That's right. And that will vanish. It will in over the next five to ten years, It almost will be eliminated. Well,
1: I'm not going to miss those waiting rooms with the old magazines and waiting around in there with everyone else. I'm certainly not going to miss that now. But you're right, the telemedicine and you'll of course have to go to the doctor for blood tests or for, you know, EKG and for various things like that. But all of the other business can be done telemedicine. And you're now tell us what is second opinion experts place in that world? Where are you positioning that space?
0: Okay. What we are doing is we have a panel of 400 to 500 very qualified doctors, mostly from uh, universities, uh, you know, very well-known institutions, and all are board certified physicians who are experts in each field. We have about, as we have, Today, there are 29 specialties, which, you know, have a number of physicians in each. And what happens is a patient, whether here or any parts of the world, can go to our site and go through a question and answer session. Of course, it generates some initial, all the, you know, individual information. People come to that site only if there is any specific complaint, anything, something wrong with them. Then based on that, there is a little AI, artificial intelligence approach. The questions are asked, depending on the answer. So there is interaction going in the platform. Once it's all done, it will ask for any reports or uh, your MRI or any CAT scan or any X-ray, anything. If you can upload into the system, you can upload. And then the system picks up the best physician, for example, a cardiologist may be the you know complaint, but the cardiology may not be the right physician you needed it because it may be a, a something else. Oh, see. They-
1: so people can go to your website right now. They go to secondopinionexpert.com and they, oh. they answer a series of questions and it goes through some AI is used in there to help that along. They upload whatever medical records that the system asks for. And then your system matches them up with the correct physician to then connect with for that particular ailment that that person has. Is that, exactly. get that right? But
0: prior to that, prior to that. That's exactly correct. But it also generates what we call a status report. A status report is something like a consultation report. You know, physicians generally go to a, make a rounds and see a patient or do a surgery or whatever. They write a consultation report. This status report is exactly similar to that. But it's all done by the computer, except they create two things open, an assessment and treatment plan. And the physician gets that and he fills in the assessment and the treatment plan and that becomes a legal document called second opinion
1: that's fantastic and that is made available. That's fantastic
0: and we have a lot of HIPAA requirements security requirements I mean everything is preserved so only patient will notify and patient has to go and log in and I mean it, it's right. a, you know I come from a security background so we meet all the security
1: right you, you had to, you've had to overcome many challenges with this I can imagine. And I'd like to ask you now, if I can, about the challenges that you faced. I mean, certainly, I mean, the background you've had, you've had several challenges that you've had to overcome, first with the GPS and Stamps.com, and then with the investment advisor platform, uh, InvestNet, and now with Second Opinion, the telemedicine. I mean, you've had a tremendous career of approaching problems, seeing challenges, and and overcoming those challenges what would you like to pass along to the audience listening about some of the what you've learned along the way about what were those challenges and what have you learned?
0: thank you very much that's an excellent question but it is full of challenges so but let me kind of highlight some of the key as i said you have to have the right team and the right team the that's new, number one right team number one so i have my own mistakes in the right team. I don't want to name names. I have come across a few occasions, very, very, very few occasions, people you cannot totally trust. You have to somehow or other get that out and eliminate that type of relationship as early as possible.
1: Get, get rid thing. of someone. If you can't trust them, get them out of the organization quickly.
0: You don't want to have, because I think I you know come from a background Uh, You know, of course, not as a scientist. I believe in you know doing right thing, and we cannot do the right thing if you have somebody in your group cannot be totally bad
1: apples. Get the bad apples apples out of the barrel.
0: It affects everybody. Yep. That's the number one. Number two, in my opinion, which has occurred many, many times for me, (laughs) cash flow management.
1: Number two, cash flow flow management. Okay. Tell us more about that. What is that? What do you mean by cash flow management?
0: You have to be frugal. There is a tendency, see I, in many occasions, let me give you the positive thing and the negative. The positive thing, I was fortunate enough to raise a lot of money. I mean, for example, Stamps, we have raised uh, close to $500 million. So $500 Uh, million uh,
1: was raised for Stamps.com.
0: And when you have a $500 million in your bank account, there is a tendency for people to
1: waste. You want to, fly, you want to fly first class all of a sudden when you have that, don't you? <laughs> and what, you, and what that, I think you're saying is that, no, 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 you got to still fly coach, even though you've got $500 million in the bank.
0: Exactly. That's at least coach and first class is not. But, you know, you tend to hire more people. You see, the burn rate becomes enormous. That is like, you know, in our case, close to 850 people working when our revenue was almost nothing. So that I couldn't tolerate. So we had to do something and change the personnel and change things. I mean, as an example, so frugality, cash flow management is extremely important.
1: So, first That's off, is getting the right team. And then, secondly, is being frugal with cash flow management, no matter how much your bank account says, being frugal and, and, and smart with your money is number exactly. two. Exactly. But right. there are
0: also some cases you don't have the money because you raise the capital, you tend to, you know, prudently use it, but then you, you haven't been able to raise additional capital. So, you will have times when there is no real money. And also, you may have revenue, but revenue may be in account receivable, not real revenue.
1: Not real and meaning there the is bank. There's no That's money, right.
0: but there is account receivable is there. So, you, but your cash outflow or expenses, there is a fixed expense. You can't do anything about so, it.
1: So, what's number three then, if there are three, three keys.
0: Okay, the third that you have to have a plan. In the event something like that happens, you need to have a good credit facility some form of credit line with the banking or in my case i didn't borrow from anybody it so happened i became the bank i provided the money to the institution but it is you know it's all short term loans in the sense but you know that's not what i am recommending but you should have that right from the beginning so that there is no failure happens because the you couldn't you know meet the the bill payments, So because you, do you don't could.
1: want to fail from running out of money then is what you're exactly. saying. You don't fail for exactly. that reason. Great. That's
0: something people, unfortunately, they don't think about it because they, when they have this capital raised, you have plenty of money, you spend a lot, but then the revenue start coming, you know, you know, of course, if you're good, you can go and raise more money. No question about it. Take, right. You can't take it for granted. Right. So you have to be the cash flow management is extremely. That's where the failure happens. The so third, those, are the, I
1: mean, those are the three pieces of advice that you'd want to pass along to others listening to the show would be the, the right team, the cash flow management being frugal, and having a plan for never running out of money. Is that it? There is a
0: fourth one. And it's a fourth a, one. What's the
1: fourth one? It's yes,
0: very, very important. I think be, I, I would consider almost like number one in the sense, you know, even though it, you can't do very much. You have to treat your customer like God.
1: Treat your customer like God.
0: That means you can't go and argue with them. You cannot go and say, no, no, you screwed it up. Uh, you know, this is why it doesn't work. You have to give the full respect and continue to have to make every customer happy. You don't want a customer to walk away from you. Any customer, even if he doesn't pay, he's only paying one dollar or half a dollar. It doesn't make any difference. You treat them the best way possible. And that's it. You that's it. So out. if you follow those
1: four things, you can start the next stamps.com or the next Investnet or the next second opinion expert. You can you can follow in your footsteps and just keep repeating and repeating and building various empires as you go and being a successful entrepreneur as you are today so
0: i mean at least those are requirements that does not 100 guarantee things but if you don't do any of those things the probability becomes less
1: well that's fantastic well i want to thank you so much for being a guest on our show today we've run out of time but you've been a fascinating guest and uh, we'll put links in the, uh, in the podcast of how people can get a hold of you and, uh, and go and find out about more about Second Opinion Expert and what you're doing today. So again, thank you so much for your time today.
0: Thank you, Don. Thank you. It was a pleasure being with you. And, you know, to whatever I know, I just shared. It. Thanks a lot. Thank you.
1: Hey, thanks for listening to My Company Story. We have new episodes coming out every week. So please subscribe if you like this. And if you'd like to hear previous episodes, you can go to MyCompanyStory.com or wherever you listen to your podcasts. Also, if you or someone you know would be interested in coming on the show, please email me at Don at dot com. Thanks for listening.